Hey, Planbury listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. What's up, my degenerates? Welcome back to another episode of Planbury Uncut. I am having a fucking great day. I'm fucking happy for once. This is crazy. I feel like the past fucking two, three, four weeks, I've just been absolutely dreading moving out. Okay, so I'm like getting ready to move out, which just makes me miserable. Then it's actually time to start packing and start thinking about moving out. That's when it gets really fucking stressful. And then the days actually come where, you know, I didn't actually do anything when I was supposed to. And then I have to move out the next day and have to go into panic mode. And I have had a shit ass week trying to move out. I'm not, I'm not like sitting here and complaining, whatever. I am sitting here and complaining and I will continue to sit here and complain. Um, I complain a lot. I do. But it's like for good reason. Like nobody wants to fucking move out. I also, I hate when people always get so mad when like people complain. I think complaining is funny. Like I'm not actually like upset or it's not like I'm being a a bitch about it or being like, oh, I I don't want to fucking move. So I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to make other people do it. Or like I still did it all by my fucking self. Of course I'm going to fucking complain. Fuck you. I will keep complaining. I'm a pretty negative person when it comes to myself, positive in every other aspect. Anyways, um, so I spent the last like week and a half moving out. I finally moved out um, in my new apartment right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can't really see. Sorry that I'm also recording on my laptop. Uh, My vlog camera is about to die. I'm not recording in the office because uh, I've had a hell of a fucking weekend trying to move out, which is fine because I'm in my new apartment and the amount and... uh, fucking, I don't know. I feel like a new woman. I feel like a new person. It's like a breath of fresh air. I can actually walk around my apartment. Like I'm not stressed. I can find my shit. I'm just like incredibly happy. I'm not even unpacked yet, but I know that when I am unpacked, it's going to be great. I do have to go to Clemson this weekend, so I don't even have time to unpack. And then right when I get back from Clemson, I have to go to LA. And then right when I get back from LA, I have to go to Boston. And then I have to come back here. And then I have to go to um, Florida for another college tour. And then I have two weeks off, which will be my two weeks, not two weeks off, just two weekends off from college touring. And then, um, I have my Boston tour, but I'm a busy fucking lady. And like I said, a couple episodes ago, that's fine with me. Like being busy and having things to do makes me feel like I have a purpose. Like when I first started working at Barstool, Um, I always felt like I wasn't doing enough, even though I was, I mean, like I, I was always the person at Barstool that was like, what can I do next? Not even like in the, like in my own world, like, right. I was doing TikToks. I was doing my podcast. Then I started a new podcast with Kelly and Rhea. And then I did BFFs and then I started YouTube. Like, I just always feel like I need to be doing more or I have it in the back of my head that like you're so replaceable. Anyone can replace you. When in the front of my head, like I'm a very confident person. I know personally, like no one can be me or like replace me, but there's always going to be someone trying just as hard as you are. And there's always going to be someone that wants to be in your position. So it kind of just puts a fire under my ass that I always have to be doing things and always like coming up with new ideas. And uh, this college tour has really helped me just like be fucking motivated and organized and like get shit done because I have to, I have no other choice. Like once something's set in stone and like 
my shit's booked, my schedule's booked. I'm like, fuck, I have to do it. Like before Barstool, I always wanted to be like this productive person and I always wanted to be doing, you know, all the shit I'm doing now, but I didn't have structure and I was just trying to do it on my own. And I'm the type of person, like even when it comes to the gym, right? Like I could never just go to the gym on my own. I would need to go with a friend because I couldn't let them down. I had to go with them or I would need to go to like classes at the gym, like I couldn't just, I'm just not the type of person that can do shit on my own. I'm very lazy when it comes to like actually doing stuff on my own. But when I know I can't let people down or like people are counting on me, like sales team at Barstool, I need to get shit done for them. I need, like I have a schedule. I need to get my podcast out or I get fucking fired. Like if I was trying to do all of this shit on my own without any structure, I would not nearly be as successful as like everything that I'm doing right now. So if you're like that and you feel really unmotivated and just like lacking, you're like, oh, I have all these ideas. I'm very Dr. Dr. Doofenshmirtz, right? <laughs> like remember Dr. Do- Dr. Doofenshmirtz? That's really hard to say. <laughs> remember Dr. Doofenshmirtz from um, fucking Phineas and Ferb, how he always started all these things and like, but he could never finish them. And they also like never worked. That was me before Barstool. Like I had all these great ideas and all of these visions and I wanted to get them done, but it's like, I would start one thing. I would get lazy. I would get unmotivated. I would stop it. I'd move on to the next, but I would never finish or execute anything. And if you're that type of person, I think it's really, really beneficial and also motivating to, um, have, routine and a schedule and like structure because once you throw structure on top of something it makes it a lot fucking easier it just it makes things flow and it makes you feel like you have to do it um so I'm doing very well in that aspect of my life just like being busy has is helping me so fucking much and you guys know that I was like a very I would say hmm I don't know like when the turning point was like I used to be super sad and depressed on this podcast you guys know that like you've been through it with me. You've been through my depressive episodes. You could like hear it in my voice. I I was just like so down and negative. And uh, lately things are really changing and there's a lot of things that go into that. Of course, you know, I have to go through the hard shit to come out on the other side, but also um I think a big fucking factor in that and I can't stop talking about this just because I want to help other girls um is I got off of birth control and I have drastically changed my moods, my fucking, I used to be so irritable. I used to be so groggy and just like, I couldn't tolerate anything. Like I was just very angry and not even angry. I was just like super fucking sad. So fucking sad all the time. And I haven't changed anything about like, I haven't been taking any medication. I haven't done anything other than stop birth control. And I'm feeling so much fucking better. And I really want to like deep dive into that a little bit before we talk about anything else. Because if there's anything that the girls listening from this podcast can get, I, I want it to be about this. So I started birth control at the age of 14 because I went on Accutane in high school. If you don't know what Accutane is, it's just, um, it's like an acne pill. It's like a really aggressive pill, but it like changes your skin forever. But if you get pregnant on it, your baby has like a bunch of dirt, uh, dearth defects. I just said birth defects. And uh, like literally on the back of the Accutane pack, there's a baby with like this huge ass cone head on it to like, 
make you not want to have sex to make sure that you don't get pregnant. It's like a really, really important thing that you need to be on all forms of birth control while you're on Accutane. So they start you off super young. They don't tell you anything about it, which I think is super fucked up. Whenever a young girl goes to a doctor um, and, you know, the question, are you sexually active? If you say yes, they immediately offer you birth control and they do not tell you anything about it. They do not educate you. They literally just offer you this pill and everyone's like, yeah, for sure. I'll take it because all my friends are on it. Everyone takes it. It's super normal. Every doctor just gives it straight to their fucking patients, which to me is insane because they don't tell you anything fucking about it. Like I had just this year found out, and I don't know if this is just stupid. It could be on my part too. But also if a doctor is just handing you something and not telling you anything, you're assumingly just going to take it and think that nothing's going to happen. And I had to take it on Accutane. So um, I also had a really, really, really horrible period before birth control. So I hopped right on that shit. And I mean, it's not like a drastic change that you can tell right away, like with your mood, with your hormones and shit. But being on it for how old am I? 22 since I was 14, 6 to 8 years. That was good math. Was it even right math? I don't fucking know. Being on birth control for 8 years consistently taking it every day of course for when of course not for when you're having your period um it takes a toll on your body and it makes a lot of changes I was very unaware of these changes I didn't even know that birth control affecting like your mood and your hormones and just like your overall presence was even a thing until TikTok like what the fuck I've learned so much more shit on TikTok than I have in general in schooling in fucking life like I see so many informational videos on TikTok and of course you have to deep dive into it right like you can't just see one video and believe it like I saw the a couple videos about birth control on TikTok and how it like changes um it like fucks up your libido how it fucks up you know your hormones it can change your mood it can make you depressed i saw like one or two tiktoks about that oh there's a spider in my new apartment it's a baby one not too worried about it fuck me fuck me do i kill it what the fuck am i gonna kill it with literally all i have is an angry orchards right here fuck 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 okay um fuck okay I can't stop saying fuck. I hate spiders. Now I'm itchy. Dude, I immediately get itchy when I see fucking spiders. Oh my God. It's staring at me. I don't want to kill it though. I do feel bad when I kill bugs. It's a weird thing. I know. I usually let them outside. You know what? He was here first. I just moved in today. But if I see a big fucking spider, I will. I, I, it, oh, it's moving. I will be moving again. Okay. Just stay over there, buddy. We won't have a problem. No, I got to kill this. I'm sorry. Give me a second. What do I kill it with? All right, guys, a little quick commercial break. And I'm actually really excited to be promoting this because uh, I have experience. I know about this. And also, I was struggling with money so hard in college. And I think a lot of you guys are either in college, you're just graduated, in between jobs, whatever. If you're struggling with money, you're looking for a job, become a fucking door dasher. Dude, all of my roommates in college were door dashers. I didn't have time because that's when I was full-time with Barstool and a full-time employee in school. I mean, full-time fucking student in school. But my roommates were all door dashers and it's a fucking no-brainer. So you can make money wherever, whenever you want. And it's all on your own terms. So like, I know during school, I always tried to like nanny and it, 
it never worked out. I could never get the job because their schedule didn't work with my schedule. When you're a DoorDasher, you make your own schedule. Literally, you drive around, you pick up food, you bring it to people, you're a dasher. It's so fucking easy. You get tipped. I don't understand why more people don't do it. And also, it's like everyone fucking door dashes nowadays. Like everyone gets their meals delivered to them. No one goes out and does shit on their own anymore. We're all too socially awkward. You can make money doing this. You make it all on your own terms. It's your job. It's your schedule. I mean, no car, no problem. You can literally do it on a bike, a scooter, or even walk. Like Grace was a door dasher in New York and she was walking and doing it. She had to stop because... Sorry, I just heard a monster. Sorry, Gia. She had to stop because her snow boot, it was the middle of the winter and her snow boots broke, but that's a whole nother story. I don't think you're going to have a situation like that. So, um, it's an easy way and to make money and it's also fun and like you can make your own schedule. It's literally a no brainer. So you can see how to do this at doordash.com slash dash course. You can sign up today at doordash.com slash dash course. You can become a dasher and work when it works for you. Sign up now at doordash.com slash dash course. Let's get back to the show. I feel bad. I killed it. It was so little and sad. What if it was a baby? What if its mother is looking for it? Okay, back to birth control. So, like I said, I saw a few videos about birth control, right? And I, like, started being like, what the fuck? You know, I've been suicidal for quite a while now, you know? I've been depressed for, oh, let me see. I tried to kill myself when I was 14. When did I start taking birth control? When I was good old damn 14, I also was on Accutane, which makes you severely suicidal. So, um, you know, probably was the Accutane, but, um, I was like, oh fuck. Like it all started clicking. I'm like, I'm such a sad, miserable person, but like, I have nothing to be sad and miserable about. Also like my depression comes in and out in waves and it's like a, it's not, normal. It wasn't normal. Like the way that I felt all the time and how I acted and just like my overall like outlook on life, I was just miserable. I was just so fucking miserable and I didn't act it and I didn't sound like I was, but in my head, I was so negative. I was so miserable. I was always like dreading doing shit, even like happy, exciting things. I was, I was just not excited for anything. And I keep seeing these videos about birth control and I'm like, okay, Let's pull up some articles. Let's see some fucking statistics. Let's statistics. Let's actually deep dive into this. And I did a lot of research on it, which I'm not going to get into because this is isn't a fucking I don't know. I feel like you guys don't want to hear it. If you do, let me know and I can make like a separate YouTube video about it for you. But I'm just going to like talk about overall everything that I've learned, what I'm going through. So I did some research on it. I found out that it can really affect you, especially for being on it for so long. So I made the decision and this was kind of a decision based off of laziness and off of the research that I did. I can't find my insurance card. (laughs) So um, I'm too socially awkward to tell doctors when I go in New York that I do have insurance, but I don't have my insurance card because they make it a big deal. And I just don't want to deal with that. So I just pay the fee, which is ridiculous. Um, so my birth control prescription was up. I don't live in Boston anymore. That's where like my primary care doctor was. I was going to have to go home to, um, get a prescription, which is in itself ridiculous. Right. So I'm getting scared that someone's going to kill me. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Like, my apartment is so big. I'm just, like, scared someone's, like, 
that I'm that I'm gonna be recording and someone's just gonna kill me. No, why am I putting that in my head? My apartment is so dark, I have no lights. Oh, okay, no one's gonna kill you. No one's gonna kill you, you're fine. Okay, keep talking because I'm getting scared. Keep talking, Brianna, you're fine. Okay, I um didn't wanna go home and change my prescription. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to stop taking it. Um, because I heard all this shit about it. Why don't I just stop taking it for, I don't know, a couple months. If it, if it's fucked up, then I'll go back on it. Um, if I like it, then beautiful. I like it. I don't have to take it anymore because I hated getting my prescription anyways. It was such a bitch. I should have just, I should have looked into getting it delivered, but whatever. So I stopped taking it. I think I want to say like two months ago now. A month and a half, two months ago, honestly, maybe even longer. I have no sense of time. And uh, I just felt so fucking incredibly different, which is insane to me because I've tried so many anxiety medications. I've tried so many fucking things to make myself feel better, to make my anxiety better, to make my depression better. And nothing has worked for me. And then I stopped taking birth control and I'm like this fucking happy-go-lucky bitch. Who is she? Because I didn't know her before. Um, So uh, I was like over the moon and I couldn't I couldn't talk about it more because I wanted more people to understand because so many girls have been on birth control since they fucking got a finger in their vagina. Like the second they get a finger in their vagina, the doctors are like birth control, birth control, stay on it for the rest of your life because, you know, men, men don't need to wear condoms. They don't like those fucking, they don't need to get vasectomies. They don't need birth control. It's all about the women. Ugh, women have to do everything. So uh, yeah, every fucking girl I know is on birth control, any form of birth control. I was on the pill, by the way, and uh, I stopped it. I feel so much fucking better. And I'm not telling you to stop every form of birth control or to, um, you know, just immediately end it like I did. Definitely talk to your doctor first and only do this if, you know, you you think it's actually affecting you. Like a lot of people, it doesn't affect. Um, also, when some people stop, it's complete opposite and you get super down on yourself and you're super depressed and it's like, uh, you don't know what you're going to get type of situation. It really depends on how you're feeling. So definitely talk to your doctor first. Um, I think that we should be more educated on this. And I think doctors should be inclined to tell young girls like the actual fucking, is that another fucking spider? Oh God, I'm like freaking out. I see one spider and then I'm just like freaking out about everything. But I think doc, sorry, I think doctors like should have to sit you down and like explain to you everything about birth control, not just hand it to you and be like, yippity doo da, stay on this until you want to have a kid in 30 years. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. Like when I took Accutane, they sat down and gave me every fucking detail about it. Birth control is still something that you're putting into your body and changing you and affecting you. So we should talk about it. And, um, I know a lot of people are concerned about their periods after birth control. So I'm on my period right now. It's like ending. It's my first period since birth control. I was so scared for it because I ended it like what I said two months ago and I hadn't gotten my period yet and I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for it. And I'm like, it's going to be so fucking bad because my periods before birth control. Oh my God. 
Oh my god, monsoon, tsunami of blood, baby. It was a fucking massacre. It was a goddamn massacre. I couldn't even get out of bed. My cramps were so bad. I had to stand hunched over because my fucking lower back hurt so bad. My periods were a nightmare. So that was like something I was really scared of when I stopped taking birth control. And my period, like a little heavier than it was on birth control, a little longer, but nothing to the extent of what it used to be. Probably because my body has been eating birth control like candy since I was fucking 14. But period now, not bad. I don't know how long it's going to last though. Um, It's weird to have like a period for a full week for me because I'm so used to like two days on my birth control. I will keep you guys updated next week about that. But I seriously think it's something you should look into, especially if you've been on it for a long time. Um, If you've just started birth control, stay on it, you know. Um, But if you do stop and you do want to look into it, I think it's a good idea and definitely talk to your doctor and also make sure you use a condom because now I'm probably going to get pregnant, but I don't care. Um, pro choice, baby. Anyways, let's talk about my move. So I did move. I'm in my new apartment and I have cried like two or three times today out of happiness. And I don't, can't remember the last time, like I've been so happy or like grateful that I've cried. I don't think I ever have. Um, maybe like the first time I moved to New York, which is weird because, you know, I look back at that apartment and I'm like, that was a, that was an insane asylum. I I felt like that was an insane asylum. Um, I walked into my apartment today and this is the second time I've even seen my apartment, literally move-in day. When I found this apartment, I saw it for five minutes. Um, there was six other people, uh, sending in applications at the same time. It wasn't even on the market yet. My broker showed it to me and I fell in love with it immediately because of all the closet space. You know what I fucking mean? I mean, I have a whole village of clothing and I was like, um, once I saw that there was more than three closets, I was like, this is my home. This is my forever home. Like, I don't care if I'm a fucking multi-billionaire one day. I don't want to move out of this strictly because I hate moving. Also, just because I don't think I'll ever find somewhere to exist with this many closets in New York. It's actually insane. Let me count in my head for you. Okay. I've one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine closets. I have nine closets. I had one closet for my whole entire apartment in my previous apartment. One in my room. And the door didn't even close or open. What the fuck? New York is so fucked. I'm paying far too much money for this apartment, but I don't even fucking care. Anyways, I was super sad in my old apartment. I get here. I'm flushed with all these emotions. I walk through the door. And it's, like I said, my first time seeing it since I saw it before I bought it. And uh, I just, like, broke down. And my movers were here. My landlord was here. I had to, like, go to the bathroom and pretend I was peeing. I was crying in the bathroom because it was just, like, such a – I'm going to cry again. When I – like, when I actually talk about it and just, like, look at myself, look at my younger self, like, even, like, three years ago, like, look at – me when I was 19, I didn't even think, this is so dark. I don't want to be dark, but it it is happy because it come out on the other side. Like when I was 19, I really thought I had no purpose. I thought I was going to be nothing. I was so miserable in school. I hated my career path and the way it was going. I dreaded the future. I couldn't even see myself past the age of 25. I actually, like it was black. Like 
I couldn't even picture myself having a career or a life or being happy, like anything. It's seriously, I could not see myself past the age of 25. And to be here today and to just be so happy in what I'm doing and who I am, because that was a big part of it. It's not even about like what I'm doing and how like being successful and on social media and having a following. It's not even about that. It's that I genuinely like the person I am. I can look in the mirror every night and be fucking happy and go to bed and be like, I know who you are. You're a fucking good person. You're a happy person. I like who I am. And I fucking hated myself. I hated myself so fucking much. I could never give my, I couldn't even give myself a bone, dude. I would look in the mirror. I would pick apart everything about myself. I would lay in bed at night. The second I closed my eyes, I would tell myself all the things I hated about me. I would tell myself how much of a failure I was going to be like, I'm not like, if you struggle with anxiety and depression, you know that, you know, the voice in your head, regardless of how you smile, how you make other people smile, how you act during the day, when you're in your own head, it's fucking brutal. And I still struggle with that, of course, but now I know that shit's not true. And I know it's just a fucking, you know, it's, it's mental illness, love. But I just simply like, I can't even fathom the person I was three years ago, four years ago, compared to who I am now. Like, I really didn't see a future for myself. I didn't want a future. I was just so over it. I was just like living recklessly and. I don't know, dude. It's so cliche and fucking corny, but shit really does get better if you give it the ability to. And I'm not just saying like, because I think it's stupid to look at a sad person who struggles with uh, anything really, who's just in a bad mental situation to tell them things get better. You know, things get better. Things don't just magically get better. You have to want them to get better. You have to you have to make them get better, right? Like I used to be an unmotivated, lazy fuck that just all they wanted to do was sit around, talk to their friends. I had no purpose. I didn't want to do anything productive. I was just simply existing. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't trying to better myself. I wasn't actively like working hard I was just sliding and gliding and fucking flying through life like I had no I had no cares and that was part of the reason I was so fucking miserable and I didn't even know that like I I thought I was like cool I was like yeah no I don't give a fuck about anything but now I twisted that and I'm like no like nothing fucking matters in the aspect that if you don't take chances and you don't fucking put on your big girl pants and just try and fucking take like fucking get jump out of the box that you're living in. I was living in such this small little box in this little fucking world where I I just wanted to be like everyone else. I wanted to do basic shit. I just wanted to party with my friends and like get a regular job. And it, it was just, I was just living in a sad little lie. And that life was just so not made for me. And once I realized like, okay, none of this shit actually matters. Why do I care about 
the things that I care about? Why do I care so much about what I look like? Why do I care so much about how other people perceive me? Why, why am I trying to be someone that I'm not? Once I realize none of that shit matters and that, you know, you have to put in the work to feel it, to feel it back. Um, I, my life just drastically changed and I think it's so possible for everyone, but you have to want it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like things get better. Cause I would like spit it in someone's face if someone told me that before. Like, oh, I'm so depressed. I want to kill myself. Oh, well, don't. Things get better. It's like, okay. Do you want me to just do it right here in front of you? Like, for real. It's such a stupid thing to say. But I think the better way of saying it is things get better if you allow them to. And you allow yourself to fill your emotions. Follow what you actually want to do. Stop caring about so, so much like superficial shit. I used to be such a superficial fucking bitch. Like, ready, dude? There was nothing I wanted more in life before I even like had money to spend um, than like designer shit. And I wanted all these vacations, right? And I wanted like all this high end quality. I just like wanted to be rich and I wanted to have like these lavish things. And the second I get money, right? And like I buy myself a couple bags. I'm like, why the fuck did I just spend my money on this stupid shit? Why the fuck did I want a Louis Vuitton bag so fucking bad? This is so stupid. It's just a thing. It's just a fucking thing in my hand. And I used to care so much about materialistic shit before I had money. And I, at, at, For no means am I bawling the fuck out right now. I'm not rich by any means. But I'm living, comfortably living. And now that I have money to spend, it's like, ugh. I'm fucking, I'm going to save it. Why, why do I going to spend it on that stupid shit to try to impress other people? Like I used to want Louis Vuitton bags because other people had them and I want people, I wanted people to perceive me a certain way. I'm not fucking kidding, dude. Like when I used to do certain shit, I used to like go to the mall or whatever and I had like this one fake Chanel bag and I would like dress up a whole outfit just with the Chanel bag to make people think I was rich while I'm walking around. And now it's like, I dress homeless every day. And people are probably like, this fucking broke ass bum. But then I could be like, no, man, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. It's just crazy how like your perspective on shit changes as you. I just thought I saw a fucking murderer behind me. I don't like this lighting situation that I'm working with right here. It is way too dark and I'm very scared alone in my big apartment. But I won't be, if any murderers are listening, I won't be alone anymore because my boyfriend's coming. So don't please don't come kill me. <laughs> but seriously, it's crazy how your perspective on shit really changes as you grow, as you get older, as you just realize that a lot of the shit that you care about when you're younger truly doesn't fucking matter. I was talking about this with Grace the other day where, you know how in high school, um, like shit would happen. You would get into a fight with your friends or there would be a rumor about you. Your nudes would get leaked. Um, fucking just like, stupid high school shit. You remember how earth shattering that shit was? Like you didn't want to go to school. You couldn't fucking breathe. You couldn't stop thinking about it. You get into a fight with your best friend. You find out someone's talking about you, like all this little shit. It was earth shattering. It was like, oh my God. And then your parents, you know, would try to talk you off the ledge and be like, I promise you this isn't going to matter. I promise you it's going to be okay. I promise you in a few years, you're going to laugh about this. But in the moment, 
you're like, no, you just have no fucking idea. Like my life is ruined. My life is over. Look back at all that stupid shit we used to fucking sob about in high school that we used to run circles around in high school. Like even, even like freshman year of college, like shit was so earth shattering. And then when you get older, you're like, damn, my stupid parents were right. Like really none of that shit mattered at all. Like all of the shit that we used to care about, we used to care about me. I don't know if we're all the same, but I feel like everyone's a fucking same in high school. And if you want to pretend like you weren't and you were edgy and you were cool, no one's fucking cool when they're 16. Okay. Let's just be honest. No one's fucking cool when they're 16. You may want to look back at yourself and be like, no, I was so cool and outgoing and nice. And I was like super just me. I was just me. No one's fucking themselves at 16. No one knows who they are at 16. You're influenced by everyone around you. You're trying to be something that you're not. You, you care about popularity. You care about boys or girls. You care about fucking who's talking to who you care about who likes you and who doesn't. You care about what clothes you're wearing on the first day of school, right? Like you care about what you look like more. You care about what parents think about you. Like it's, it's just so bizarre how much we used to care about shit like that. And I don't know if you guys still do, but it's very refreshing to realize that you don't need to care about that stuff anymore. That literally we're all going to die and rot in the ground or you're going to get burned or me personally like I say when I die I want to be stuffed and hung from a flagpole we're all just going to be nothing at one point no one's going to remember you how many times do I have to say it? no one's going to remember you unless you're Martin Luther King unless you're Abraham fucking Lincoln sorry to sorry to fucking burst your bubble you're most likely not going to um, be Martin Luther King. You're most likely not going to be Abraham Lincoln. You can still do amazing things. You can still impact the people around you. You can still be a great fucking person. But at the end of the day, no one's going to remember you in a hundred a hundred years after you're dead, unless you're like fucking our Elon Musk or like invent something. Like right. So why do you, why are you so pressed and why are we so worried about anything? Like I I went through a little bit of a phase a couple months ago, I would say, where I got like really into my hate comments and I was kind of like feeding into them. And I was like, oh, fuck, like maybe I am so like embarrassing and this content is gross and maybe I am so annoying, whatever. I just like took a step back and I was like, yo, maybe I do suck. Maybe I am the worst. Maybe I should delete all of this shit. Maybe I am embarrassing. And I'm so glad that I didn't like let myself fall down that path. But um, then I realized, why the fuck do I care? Like, honestly, why the fuck do I care? There's so many, there's so many more people that uh, care about you. For every person that hates you, there's 10 people that love you. And, um... I really, really, really believe that you have so many silent rooters. Like there are so many people silently rooting for you. And I I know that there are a lot that are also silently um, preying on your downfall, but there are a lot of people that want to see you succeed. And there are a lot of people that care about you. Not a lot of people know how to express it. Me personally, I don't know how to express to the people I love that I care about them. I'm really bad at it, but I know for goddamn sure that I would die for a lot of fucking people and I would do anything for a lot of fucking people. And I'm positive that there are many people that feel the same way about you. So 
who cares about the ones that hate you? Why do they hate you? Why do you care? I don't really hate anyone. Like, imagine taking the time out of your day to actually really fucking hate someone and, like, despise them and make them feel like shit. Seems like a personal problem. For real. So, um, as you can tell, me not taking birth control has changed my life. I'm very happy and I'm very self-aware and I do not give a fuck about anyone or anything of how they... Dude, if I keep seeing this reflection, sorry, Gia, you can cut like this, this part. There's a reflection, a glare on my computer and I keep thinking someone's behind me. Honestly, you can keep that in, whatever. The YouTube might be funny. My face, my jaw just fucking dropped. What I was saying is, yeah, I don't give a fuck about what anyone thinks about me. I don't give a fuck uh, if you hate me. I don't give a fuck if you even love me. Cool. I don't care how people perceive me anymore. And I used to really fucking care and I don't. Um, I love shrooms, as you can tell. (laughs) All right, guys, a little quick commercial break and listen up because this one is important. This contains my merch. So listen the fuck up. I know that my merch is a little pricey because of the quality, because I put so much hard work into it and because it will last you for fucking ever. I know that a lot of you guys are young and you don't have the funds to buy my merch. Well, you can do it now with Sezzle. You can do it in payments, okay? It's four interest-free payments over six weeks with no, fuck. there's no interest on it. So you, if you don't have all the funds to throw into it today to buy my shit, you can do it in four fucking payments, interest-free. I don't, that's like, Oh my God, beautiful. Love that. So easy. So amazing. Sezzle is the fucking best. It's a buy now, pay later solution that allows you to get what you want today while paying for it over time. And it's not just available at Barstool Sports Store. It's at 34,000 stores in the USA and Canada. So if you see Sezzle option when you're purchasing anything, I highly recommend using it because who wants to drop all their money at once? It just feels a lot more stress-free when you're doing it in payments right? It's like, okay, it didn't take a huge chunk out of my bank account and it won't even be noticeable when it takes the next one out, right? It's just not a huge lump sum of money. Everyone should be using it. There's no hidden fees, no credit check if you pay on time with zero impact to your credit score. So I don't know. It's a no brainer. Everyone should try it. Super easy. Uh, Sezzle is offering instant approval decisions with no long forms to fill out. You just sign up and you get instant approval. So uh, my merch Go get it. Use Sizzle. If you can't afford all of it right now, just use Sizzle. All right, go to the Barstool Sports Store and shop right now. You can pay later with Sizzle. All right, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Let me give you guys a little Halloween recap real quick. And then um, I want to talk a little bit about fucking Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian because I have a couple theories about that. But this weekend, my two friends from home visited me and Grace, and it was Grace's birthday weekend. Horrible weekend for her to have a birthday just because we were moving out. And I feel bad. Like, Nothing I had planned for her went through. Nothing happened because I was so focused on moving. I feel like a bad friend. But don't worry because I am making it up to her. I'm not going to say what, when, where, how because I don't want her to hear this or see this somehow. But um, we're making it up. I'm going to celebrate in a different way. Anyways, my friends came to visit. Horrible weekend for them to visit. We have no furniture. We were moving out. Whatever. So we went to the Tiesto concert on Friday night. And I had to wake up at 7 on Saturday. So I was like, I'm not drinking. Um, I have to be responsible. I'm still going out. I'm going to have fun, but I'm not being hungover because being hungover and moving, I mean, God, what the fuck could be worse than that? I don't think that anything could be ever worse than that. 
moving already sucks enough in itself. So I was like, okay, I'll just go. I'll be sober. I wasn't going to do anything. And then um, one of my friends had shrooms. I think everyone should try shrooms once in their life. I'm not supposed to be a role model. I've never asked to be a role model. I'm just simply existing. So um, don't hate me for that, parents or people. You know, I'm not trying to um, change the world, but I am trying to encourage shrooms for sure. Just like a little bit. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you. Um, I definitely highly recommend shrooms to people that are in good state of minds, people that, uh, maybe don't want to get too fucked up. Don't want to do hard drugs. Cause everyone in New York does hard drugs, like hard, hard drugs. Like there's a new drug on the street that everyone's fucking doing. I forget the name of it. B B12, B B10, some fucking crazy drugs. It's ketamine, cocaine, and molly mixed together. No fucking thank you. That sounds like a death wish. Why the fuck would I ever want to do that? I'm good with a little bit of shrooms. So everyone here just like does hardcore drugs, does molly, does B10, whatever the fuck it's called, does ketamine, does fucking cocaine. So many drugs. I have never seen so many drugs in my life. It is bizarre, the amount of drugs in New York. It's very fucking scary. And I don't condone any of that shit. The only drug I will ever encourage is shrooms. And even that, like still bad. I don't really encourage it. I just think like, hey, if you if you want to try it, try it. So anyways, we're at a Tiesto concert. Obviously, everyone's like tripping balls. Like everyone's on Molly. Everyone's on ecstasy. Everyone's fucking coked out of their minds. I'm going into it sober. Horrible, horrible, horrible idea. I'm like, what the fuck? I get there. And everyone's like rolling face. There's like hard EDM music playing because Tiesto didn't come out until like 2 a.m. I'm just like sitting around looking at people. And I'm like, I need something. And my friend had shrooms. So I was like, okay, let me just take some shrooms. Here's the thing with shrooms. A lot of people do shrooms and like go to concerts and stuff. Shrooms to me is just like, it's a talking pill. Like I take shrooms. And I just want to talk to my friends and I just want to like get deep and like hang out and like sit around. I do not want to be at a concert by any fucking means. So everyone was on Molly and then I took shrooms and I'm being that fucking weirdo that's like, hey, well, you guys want to like talk? Like, what are you doing? What do we want to talk? People are like, what the fuck? We're at a Tiesto concert. Why the fuck would I want to talk right now? Why the, like literally actually, why the fuck would I want to talk? And I'm like, no, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I'll get you. I'll get you on the flip. No, I'm good. I don't even want to talk. And I'm just sitting there like waiting for someone to talk to me, but they're all just like jumping up and down raging at a concert. So, um, I tried to stick around for as long as I could, but God fucking damn it. I couldn't do it. Um, I left at, I left like in the middle of Tiesto, but it was still like 3.30 in the morning. I got an Uber home alone from Brooklyn and I would not shut the fuck up. I talked to my Uber driver. I know everything about him and his family. He has two little girls. He just moved to New York. Uh, He moved from Asia. Like I literally talked this motherfucker's ear off and we became best friends because I just wanted to talk. Like, I was just like, I want to get to know people when I'm on shrooms. It's the weirdest shit. Like, I, I want to know your life story. I want to get super deep. I want to change your life. I want to give you advice. It's it's honestly the best, but no one was on my level. So that was funny. And then I went back. But the thing about shrooms, for me at least, is you can't sleep on them because my mind's going a mile a minute and I just want to keep talking. I'm actually on shrooms in my 
vlog, my moving vlog that I'll be posting uh, Thursday. It's it's a really good vlog on YouTube. I'm actually excited for it, but I'm you can tell that I'm just like. I get so deep. I start like getting emotional about moving and like getting so fucking sentimental. It's funny. You guys need to watch it. It comes out Thursday. But anyways, um, I came home and I can't sleep when I'm on shrooms because I'm just like thinking. I like write shit down. I like come up with ideas. I like it's just weird. I don't know. I'm weird when I'm on it. And um, I was I was up until 6 a.m. and my movers came at 7 a.m. So that was tragic in itself. I also wasn't finished packing. My movers were supposed to come at one. And they they just said, nah, fuck that. We're going to show up super early. So I didn't even finish packing. Half of my shit is still at Grace's that I had to pack out yesterday. So that was my Halloween weekend first night. And then I moved all day on no sleep. And for some reason when I'm super tired, I don't know if anyone else is like this. When I'm super tired, I can't sleep it's the weirdest fucking thing like I'll lay down and I'll be exhausted but I just can't go to sleep but it's a mind thing I like the second I hit my bed my brain it's just like going a mile a minute I don't know dude and like I don't have any reason for that I don't I don't drink coffee I don't like drink soda I don't drink energy drinks I don't do Adderall anymore um I don't know why my brain is always just racing. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I hate it. I really, really hate it. It comes in handy though, but it also is a bitch because insomnia is the worst fucking thing ever. And I can't get sleeping pills because I just can't get sleeping pills. I'll accidentally like OD. And that's like so embarrassing. Like, (laughs) is that fucked up? I don't fucking care. Um, Like imagine like I take a sleeping pill one night to try to sleep, but like I'm also drunk and I like OD in my obituaries that I OD like I was a drug addict, but here I am only doing shrooms. That would be pretty fucking tragic. Anyways, um, Pete Davidson, the rest of Halloween was like fine for me. I didn't really do anything. And, um, it was honestly stupid. I had fun Saturday night, but I didn't even get to wear like a fun costume or anything. Cause I hate my body lately. I have body dysmorphia really bad. Um, but it's fall, so I can wear all baggy clothing. So that's really fun. But I didn't like any of my costumes, so I just threw on a cowboy hat, and then it fell off, and Tommy Smoke stole it. So Saturday night was really fun, though. It just didn't feel like Halloween. I don't know. A lot of people didn't, like, step out this year. No one was, like, stunting on these hoes. All of the influencers, like, what do these influencers, not even influencers, celebrities, what do these celebrities do? They just get insane costumes, hair, and makeup to do a photo shoot and then take it off. Seems a little extravagant and stupid, don't you think? What the fuck? You're gonna spend you're gonna spend all this money, all this time, all this hard work on a costume to just take pictures and not go out in it? At least walk around the block, take your dog for a fucking walk. I don't know, do something, show it off somehow. I get it, like you're showing it off on social media, but that seems so stupid to me. That seems so fucking stupid. You do all of this for what? For what are you doing it for? For a like? God damn it. Grow up. Come on. Go outside. Go trick-or-treating. I don't know. Go to a fucking bar. Go to your parents' house. Show someone your costume. Literally everyone on social media did all these costumes and then just did actual like full-blown photo shoots and then they didn't go to any parties. You didn't see them doing anything else after. Weird. I didn't like that. I like seeing everyone at the parties all together like with their costumes on. Anyways, 
Halloween was stupid this year for me personally. Um, no one really stepped out. No one stood out in my opinion. I think Kendall Jenner looked fire because she was the lady from Mars Attack. That movie scarred me, but I weirdly loved it. My dad made me watch it way too young and I was like infatuated by it. And um, it's like engraved in my brain. So I don't know if I love it or hate it, but I did love her costume. Uh, Charlie D'Amelio, Lady Gaga costume, fucking crushed it. She was also the girl from Wreck-It Ralph. Am I an idiot? Or is it um, the Minion movie? The fuck's that called? Despicable Me. She was one of those. She looked so cute. She just looked so cute in that one. She looked so fire in the Lady Gaga one, though. Um, I'm going to text her and ask her if I can borrow it. Just kidding. I don't have her number, but um, I follow. I followed back Heidi D'Amelio on Instagram today. Felt like a baller for that one. Uh, fuck yeah. Who else crushed it on social media for Halloween? Like no one really, no one did it. Did like Kim K even fucking do anything? Am I like even, am I stupid? Am I just missing it? Kim K, Kim Kardashian. I'm Googling her right now. I'm Googling her. I mean, I'm looking her up. Yeah. Like what the fuck are you? You're just a cowboy. Like I did that. Granted, it wasn't as cool, but like, what the fuck? That's so stupid. I hate that. I expect a lot from these people, okay? Your job is to be cool, and that wasn't even fucking cool. Ugh, stupid. What was Kylie? A mom? Let's look. I love how I'm finding this all out right now. I haven't even had a chance to fucking look at my phone. Oh my god, are you serious? Kylie was a cat. Oh, she's pregnant. I'll give her a pass. She's pregnant whatever. I just expect more from them. They totally were not giving. Uh, so yeah, Charlie was probably my number one for Halloween. And, uh, while we're on the topic of celebrities, let's close it out with Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. All right, guys, one last quick commercial break for something that's very, 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 very important and dear to my heart. Okay. We're going to be talking about taser. So, uh, we're not talking about the taser strike light that I usually talk about. We're actually talking about the taser pulse plus. Okay. So the taser pulse plus is one of the tasers that shoot, which is fucking crazy and awesome and so cool and makes you feel so safe. There are so many horrible things right now happening in New York. I hear about someone getting mugged every other fucking day. People are getting punched in the face on the subway every fucking day. Places are being broken into. People are getting ran up on. You need something to protect yourself. And it's not just New York. Like violent crime is on the rise across the whole entire fucking country. You need to protect yourself with something. And I don't think everyone should have a fucking gun. I just personally don't. So the perfect non-lethal sidekick to your self-defense is the Taser Pulse Plus. So what it is, is a taser that shoots and from 15 feet away, it can lock up an attacker's muscle for 30 seconds, 30 fucking seconds. Do you know how important 30 seconds is? That's like life or fucking death. If you have someone on the ground for 30 seconds, you can completely get away and get help. So you definitely want this if you feel unsafe or if you're just fucking living in the big apple, living anywhere uh, that you feel you need to protect yourself. So when it's paired with your phone, the Taser Pulse Plus alerts emergency dispatchers with your GPS location as soon as you pull the trigger. That's fucking sick. So you can pair it with your phone. The second that you fire it, it's going to send emergency to you. 
That's so fucking cool. This is such an amazing product and I really think everyone should have it. There's some fucked up people in the world. So when you have to fire your tasers, taser will replace it for free. So if you do ever have to fire it and you have to shoot someone, taser literally replaces it for free. Like this company, they're just looking out for us. They're simply just looking out for us. I don't know why you wouldn't want to support them. They're saving your goddamn fucking life. So you can get the same taser technology trusted by police officers across the country since 1993. This is like fucking the real deal, okay? The Taser Pulse Plus is the real deal. You can get the Taser Pulse Plus today and save 15% at taser.com slash discount slash plan Bree. Spelled T-A-S-E-R dot com slash discount slash plan Bree. Okay, one more time. Taser.com slash discount slash plan break. Supplies are limited, so restrictions may apply. You can see your uh, the site for details. Seriously, check that out, guys. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so this is like the talk of the town. This is the talk of the world. Everyone's like, oh my God, what the fuck? This is crazy. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. I, in no world, in no way, in no shape, in no form, do I think this is anything real? Do I think that this is anything real at all? I do not think Kim Kardashian fucks with Pete like in that way. I don't think she wants to date him at all. I don't think that they're dating at all. I think they're friends. Oh, they were holding hands on a roller coaster. If I'm on a roller coaster, I will hold a stranger's hand next to me while I'm screaming. Like you're on a roller coaster, bitch. That's not that crazy. If they were walking out of the roller coaster holding hands, yeah, maybe then. But they're is nothing going on there. They're friends. They kissed on Saturday Night Live for a sketch. There's no fucking way. Kim Kardashian's like so much older than him too. And like just like so different. I don't know. I do not see that being real in any way, shape, or form. Also, I know many girls that have dated Pete Davidson. I know a lot about Pete Davidson. There's no way they're fucking dating. There's just no fucking way that they're dating. And if they come out that they are, I still won't believe it. I'll think it's a publicity stunt. Also, didn't she just fucking marry Kanye West again at his fucking show? Like, I know it wasn't an actual marriage, but like, what the fuck? Is, are they in an open relationship? I don't care. <laughs> I, I say I don't care as I'm so, I'm so stressed out about this and I'm so angry over it. Of course I fucking care. I would love to say I don't care about anything on social media or like any celebrities or influencers, but I fucking care. Dude, I, I, I fucking love reality TV. That's like the only good TV left. It's the only thing that keeps TV on. Anyways, do I have anything else to say? I feel like that was a fun episode. I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. It's almost an hour long, and I know you guys can't listen to me talk for that long. Um, Yeah, let's just end it at that. I'm excited for Clemson this weekend. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, uh, the meet and greet, I think, is sold out, but just show up. I'll let you in. Um, also the party, the tickets are almost sold out. So make sure to get those. I can't let you into that. If it's sold out, I only have pull for the meet and greet because it's, it's me. It's, it's not the bar. So, um, super excited for Clemson, super excited for the rest of the college tour, super happy to be in my apartment right now. And super happy that I have you fuckers listening to me and loving me every step of the way. You guys are the fucking best. Um, that's all for today. My degenerates always remember to be whoever you want to be. Nope. I fucked up. I can't fuck up my own shit. That's fucked up, but also on brand. That's it for today. My degenerates always remember to be whoever you want to be party hard. Seriously, Brianna. It's been a minute. I didn't do 
my outro in a few episodes. Okay, let me try this again. Let's see if I can get it. I used to have to read it because I wrote it like when I first started my podcast. I used to have to read it. That's all for today, my degenerates. Always remember to be whoever you want to be. Party hard. Be yourself. (laughs) Am I being serious right now? It's not even like I can Google it. We're going to get this. Don't leave until I get this, guys. Someone just broke into my apartment. If you're in here, I have a taser strike light and I will I will shoot you with it. So get out. Okay. That's all for today, my degenerates. Always remember to be whoever you want to be. Party hard. I'm missing something. Stay true to yourself. That's all for today, my degenerates. Always remember to stay true to yourself. Be whoever you want to be. Party hard and fucking sleep when you're dead. I'll talk to your asses next Tuesday. Peace.